Welcome to the New Money Habits Podcast, where we talk about how to create a better plan for your money so you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. Here are your hosts, Sarah Jones and Nino Villa. Welcome back, Budgeteers. Coach Nino Villa here alongside me, my partner on the airways. As always, it's Sarah Jones. Hey, Sarah, how are you? And I think I know where you are. You're like <laughs> in the South Dakota area. Hmm. Hello. Hello. Hey, everyone. We are in the South Dakota area. Um, fun little thing that we did last week, I'll just share. Um, there is an opportunity to boondock. So boondocking, for those that don't know, is where you park your camper, your RV, your tent without hookups. So no electric, um, you know, no sewer, no water, fully self-contained, but you can park it um, in the Badlands. And we parked literally on one of the cliffs in the Badlands. And for those of you that don't know what the Badlands are, look them up. They are stunning. The Badlands are stunning. And we literally parked like right on the side of a cliff. And um, the views when you wake up in the morning, I almost can't put into words, you know, the views and, and, um, it was a little bit scary because when it gets really windy, you know, the upslope or the down, for those of you that understand it better than me, pardon my language here, but however the wind blows in the Badlands and it comes up the cliff and it really rocked the camper, something crazy that we're like, are we going to tip over? Like it was pretty intimidating for a while, but you know, just some of the, the things that we get to do here are really just incredible. And I'm so so grateful that this is the life that we choose. That's awesome. I mean, scary, but it sounds awesome. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I I would be like moving so quick. Like, nope, <laughs> nope. You said the word cliff and I like the shoulders got tight and I'm like I already experiencing it. You know, I've I've heard it said that you're not necessarily afraid of heights, you're afraid of the fall. That might be me. I don't think I'm like it's both, right? Mm. Mm. So sounds awesome, but sounds scary at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, the wind is what really and they say don't park too close because when the rains, you know, sometimes they get heavy rains, it can kind of wash away in the sides and our rig is pretty heavy and you don't want to get caught getting washed away either. So you have to find a really healthy balance of far enough away that you feel pretty safe that you're not going to get washed away or, you know, tip down the cliff but also close enough that when you step out your front door, you're literally like right there. So it's, yeah, no, it's an adrenaline you. rush. No, thank you. A good <laughs> 300 feet, 500 feet. <laughs> I need a little buffer in my world. Um, um, but that sounds amazing. I'll send you some pictures. You, you, can, you can look at it through pictures and live vicariously. All right. Sounds good, because then I'm safe here in my chair, and, and we're all good to go. Right. <laughs> well, let me uh, tease up the topic today. We're going to talk about the downfall after a windfall. Ooh, that's going to be really exciting. But don't miss out on other valuable financial insights. Subscribe to the New Money Habits podcast today and unlock a wealth of knowledge to empower your financial journey. Stay up to date uh, with the latest episodes as Sarah and I discuss practical tips, host expert guests, and have thought-provoking discussions on all things money-related. Hit that subscribe button now and join our community of savvy listeners. So a downfall after a windfall. 
let me kind of describe a windfall for what we're talking about in context today, and then we'll, we'll jump in. But we hear it all the time, lottery winners, they win millions of dollars. And then, you know, two years later, they're broke. We hear athletes sign these huge lucrative contracts, but then 10, 15 years later, they're in the poorhouse. Entertainers, whether it's a movie star, a musician, whatever it might be, they're on top of the world one day, and then you're hearing about how they're declaring bankruptcy, you know, a couple of years down the road. So what's with this downfall? after a windfall? Hmm. You know, <clears throat> I did so much research on this yesterday in different, um, you know, different industries that you just mentioned. And, you know, it's really striking, you know, some of the statistics that I read um, about how people do come into this money, right? So the windfall might be lottery winners or, you know, again, signing those big contracts for um, professional athletes or, you know, the, the platinum selling, you know, album for the the musicians, right? And you kind of come into this windfall of money, and then what happens to make a make them lose it all? And some of the statistics that I read were striking and not in a good way. Um, mm -hmm. Fairly disappointing or di di uh, disappointing, um, discouraging, right? Is disheartening reading some some of this. Um, and you know, there was a lot of things that that were cited as um, contributing to kind of the downfall of it. Um, and I think we're going to talk about some of those areas today, you know, kind of the, the different things that contributed to how do you come into so much money, but then how the heck do you lose it all? Yeah. And I think what's important to point out is as we talk about people who necessarily, you know, who specifically came into a windfall, there are certain uh, transferable behaviors, mindsets, things of that, that, that regardless of how much money you make. And see, I've said that in the past, right? I've said, it doesn't matter whether you make $10,000 a year or $100,000 a year. If you do not manage your money well, you are always going to be struggling or you're going to feel like you're broke. And here I think is a, a great example of the extreme, the extreme coming into millions of dollars. We have also done an episode called Mo Money, Mo Problems, right? Mm -hmm. And so... It's kind of all relative, but I want to encourage our listeners who would, would consider themselves average income earners, right? Whatever that is for you, $50,000 a year, $75,000 a year, whatever that is. But if you feel like you're an average income earner, I want to, I hope this episode will illustrate to you that there are behaviors and mindsets you have to have in place today to manage what you do have well. And that if you ever did come into a windfall, that you couldn't manage that well, too. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, specifically, let's, you know, I want to kind of talk about winning the lottery right here for a second, because I've dreamt of this before. I've thought, mm. boy, what, how amazing would it be to win a million dollars? Or how amazing would it be to win the $386 billion or whatever the lottery gets to nowadays? I, I, I honestly don't pay attention to it anymore. but. I don't think anybody um, hasn't dreamt of that, right? I don't think anybody can honestly say um, that they haven't thought about how amazing it would be to win a, a large amount of money. I certainly have, and I've made all the plans of what I would do with that money. <clears throat> you know, I think really what it comes down to, though, is we want a fix for our problems. And winning 
a large amount of money we think is going to fix a lot of our issues, right? It's going to fix a lot of our, I'm behind on my payments or I have a lot of this debt. And if I won all this money, it would fix all of those problems for me. It would come in and I would just have the money to buy a house. I would have the money to pay off my credit cards, right? And I think that a lot of times, I think that's where the the draw right? And the fantasy really comes in that, dang, if I won a million dollars, I would be able to X, Y, and Z. And I think that's where people really get stuck because as you said, without knowing how to manage your money, without having a plan, right? For your current income, any amount of money that comes in isn't going to fix any of your problems. Quite frankly, it does. It causes more. Yeah, I think there's a, there's our word of the day again, plan, right? If when there's a lack of a plan, when you get this large windfall, you, you, you don't necessarily, like you think you have a plan. You're like, oh, I'm going to pay off my debt and I'm going to do this other thing. But maybe you've planned out two steps and you certainly haven't thought about like, I've like you, I've daydreamed about the really large, you know, half a billion dollar <laughs> lotto and it's like okay i would take the cash like right like pay all the taxes right off the top take a big large lump sum then i would pay off the debt and do this and do this but then it's you know my, my plan has like 13 steps to it you know, i'd like to think that i've given mm -hmm. some real consideration to what i would do but part of that is whether you win the lottery or not it's about ha first about having some boundaries and having some rules and guardrails set up that say, this is what I'm willing to do. And this is, and these other things I'm not willing to do. And that applies to your regular monthly budget as, as well as to any windfalls that you may experience. Because as we're talking about this, I'm currently working with a couple of different uh, couples who are going to come into inheritances. Now they're mm -hmm. not million dollar inheritances, but they're still very large windfalls for those individuals. And there needs to be a plan for that. And there needs to be boundaries of, around what you will do with the money and what you will not do with the money. Mm. I love that. And, and I think it also kind of comes back to some discipline as well, right? That, that, you can be disciplined with that windfall and still allow for yourself because let's, I'm going to be 100% transparent. If I came into a large windfall of money, am I going to blow some of it on stupid stuff? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, I am. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, I am. But I'm going to plan for that, right? I'm going to, that's where the boundary comes in at. I'm giving myself that amount of money to just blow, right? I'm still planning for how I'm going to use those dollars. I'm still planning, as you said, setting those boundaries with myself and really understanding and, and taking a look at what truly is important to me here, right? What do I really want to create? What do I really want to accomplish with this, um, uh, this amount of money? And um, am I going to blow some of it? Yep. And no shame to admit that because I, I probably... Side note, James and I were just making, uh, talking about making kind of a, a ridiculous purchase for no other reason than to just cause some laughs with people. So if I come into a large amount of money, Nino, there's going to be some ridiculous purchases made. But I think people, what they don't do is they don't set those boundaries in place for themselves, right? They kind of, and I, I kind of even call this like lifestyle creep, 
You know, think about when you make more money at work, you get a big raise or you get a bonus and you say, with this bonus, I'm going to pay a credit card off, right? Or I'm going to put it towards this. And and we've even talked about this on an episode with um, like tax refunds. You know, you get a large tax refund and in your mind, you're like, okay, I'm going to do this and this and this. Before you know it, you've spent everything plus, mm-hmm. right? Lifestyle creep, the same thing happens with um, when you come into a large amount of money. It's it's like lifestyle creep times 100. You know, that brings up a really interesting point about understanding what you what you want before a windfall and, and, and what you have access to afterwards. And and what I mean by Mm -hmm. that is I'm working with a young couple right now. Their, their goal is to buy a house. And right now they're in the market for somewhere top of top of their budget is about $300,000 worth of a house. Okay. So they know what they're looking for. They know, what the footprint of that would look like. It might be a three bedroom, two bath, you know, somewhere between 1500 and 2000 square feet, something like that. Right. That's kind of, if all of a sudden they played the lotto and won, you know, $10 million, then the very um, reasonable, well thought out top of their budget, all of a sudden goes out the water or, you know, to the wayside. And, now they're thinking, oh, well, we can afford that $500,000 house or that $800,000 house. Like we can buy whatever we want. So as you were saying, it's a little bit about, you know, um, lifestyle creep. But I think it's also you completely shatter reality. The reality is they only need a $300,000 home, maybe going up to three fifty dollars or $400,000 just to mm-hmm. maybe get something that's just a little bit bigger or uh, maybe doesn't have nearly the projects needed to kind of repair it or whatever. Like that would be understandable, but doubling or tripling what you're going to spend on a home just because you came into money is one of those boundaries that we would blow up really quickly. And if we don't put that boundary in place and any others, the money is going to go quickly. Something I literally just wrote down as you were talking is just because you can doesn't mean you should, Mm. right? Just because you can doesn't mean it's right for your life. And I think that this is where I think people, we get confused, especially when a a windfall comes in, right? It's, we don't have that boundary. We don't have that guardrail. We don't have that discipline. And just because I can do something doesn't mean it's the right thing to do for me. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I think that we we lack and you know and looking up some of the statistics you know from lottery winners you know 70% of them go broke within um a few years that to me sh- that's a strikingly high number 70% within a few years go broke and of them at least 30% file bankruptcy 30% you know there aren't a large number of lottery winners right i mean when and mm-hmm. i don't want to go into all this, all of the statistics but knowing that a third of, say you win, you have a 33% chance of filing bankruptcy or 70% chance of going broke within a couple of years. Wow. Yeah. Like, wow. 
Now, I know that 33% lives inside the 70. I know that, but I, I do find it funny that 70 and 30 equals 100. So there's like a 100% chance that if you win the lotto, you're. Mm-hmm. I know that that's not exactly how that works, but I do think it's funny. It It, it is. It is. Um, and not funny and like ironic. Ha, ha. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like not mm-hmm. ha ha, like, look at you, you silly person. You couldn't manage your money well, because that actually breaks my heart. Yeah. Funny is in like irony. Like you came into all this money and you're filing bankruptcy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, it is sad, right? It's, it's really because I want more because I know that people are wanting to win the lottery for a reason, right? That they really are hoping they're um, some people. I've got some good friends that play it, that, that it's fun and they think, boy, the things that we could do, right? But I also <laughs> know that a lot of times people play it in hopes that it will help them get to a better spot. And just knowing that that hope, where that hope comes from, right? And what they really want, knowing that the likelihood that they're not going to get in a better spot, probably even a worse spot, that is sad. It's disheartening. Yeah. Yeah. I want to circle back to something you said earlier. You were talking about just because you can doesn't mean you should. And when I heard you say that, this thought came to mind, and that is, so often um, people come into money and then they start to invest in things that they think are a good idea mm-hmm. because they can now. They have the means to do so, but they might not understand that investment properly or they don't necessarily know what they're getting themselves into. They just think, oh, this has got to be a good idea because uh, I see other people doing it or whatever. So whether that's real estate or you know, you buy your first franchise Uh, Because you're like, oh, you know, it's a franchise. They're going to give me the blueprint to success. Mm -hmm. So just because you can doesn't mean you should. And I would extend that to say you shouldn't invest in something until you truly understand how it works and what it's going to require of you to be successful. Mm. You know, and I, I think that that point needs to be said again, right? That just because you think you're investing in something that um, is good for you doesn't mean that it actually is if you don't understand it. And, and, you know, this is where, you know, I think a lot of times we kind of idolize, you know, professional athletes because they do make a lot of money and we hear about a lot of money that they make. But, you know, a lot of them also go bankrupt or suffer severe financial um, distress and, and the NFL, particularly within two years of retirement, let's be honest, guys, NFL players, they retire fairly early because their bodies can't handle it. So we're not talking about retiring at age 65. We're talking about retiring oftentimes, what, in their 30s, mm-hmm. right? And to go bankrupt or, or suffer severe financial distress within two years um, of that. And a lot of times that was cited due to poor investments because they they purchased like you said like a franchise thinking that they were investing in something but if they didn't understand how that investment works and how that industry works they're actually losing their money um it's a i was shocked (laughs) i was Mm. literally shocked because that's not a point that i had considered before you know that really wasn't a point that i thought wow just because you invest doesn't mean that it's a good investment because you don't understand it. Right. Wow. Right. You know, you've, I've heard the horror stories about uh, 
athletes who get taken advantage of, right? So, you know, they, they get mixed up with the wrong kind of financial advisors or investment advisors uh, who are kind of gearing them into things that come with a lot of risk, a lot of potential upside, but a lot of risk because maybe it's making them a huge commission check. And so that, that investment advisor is not doing what's in the best uh, interest of the athlete. But so you hear about that and you hear about people being taken advantage of all, all the time. You hear about lotto winners and all of a sudden they have family coming out of the woodwork from mm-hmm. you know all places. And so there is susceptibility Right. But I think it's about slowing down. You know, when that happens, if 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 I were ever to play the lotto and win it and have a windfall like that, I'm, I, I would be pumping the brakes so hard. I would be putting a bunch of that money just into a bank account that makes a measly one percent because one percent of half a billion dollars is still a lot of money. And, right. and it's about slowing down. Not speeding up. And I'll bring this back to something that's a little bit more relatable or a little bit more tangible for our listeners. Like I said, I'm working with a, um, a young guy. He's going to come into uh, about $100,000, a little bit of a windfall for such a young guy. And so in that, in that time when that happens, it is not time to speed up and do something mm-hmm. really quickly. It is time to slow down and research and study and really dig into here are some things that I want to do. And before I do any one of them, I'm going to research this one and and all the pros and cons. I'm going to research this one, all the pros. It is a time to slow down, not speed up. And I, I fear I can't, this is anecdotal, but I fear that these athletes, these entertainers, these lotto winners, they, are rushed to make decisions and they're, and they're doing Mm -hmm. things so fast that they're not taking the time to slow down and really understand what is it that I'm considering here? What are the, what's the upside? What, what are the drawbacks? That sort of thing. And dare I say, they're trying to keep up with the Joneses, Mm -hmm. professional athletes. You know, you see other athletes, you see the houses that they're living in. You see the cars that they're driving. You see the jewelry that they're wearing. Right. And I think it could be I think it could be easy to fall into that trap of wanting to live up to what the the name, you know, what what you symbolize. Right. How does everybody else in my industry act? Well, I need to act like that as well. Right. I'm in the big time now, so I need to show that I'm in the big time. And, you know, I think that it's they're really matching their spending to like those peak you know, earning levels, but then when earning decreases or maybe they're hurt, you know, getting ready to retire, their spending habits have, have been, you know, way up at the top, but they've been living outside of their means for so long that now it's like, now I, I've created financial ruin for myself because my spending far outweighed what I was actually earning. Right. And, Mm -hmm. um, I think it can be, I've never been in one of those industries. So I'm, Again, I'm purely guessing here, but I do know some people that are um, in the entertainment industry, like personally know some, and I know how easy it can be to fall into some of those, I'll call it a trap, you know, wanting to mm-hmm. live like other entertainers live, wanting to, um, you know, 
be like and live in the same types of mansions that other, you know, professional athletes live in. It can be really easy because I see it in our everyday life. Don't we see it around us all the time that our neighbors get a new vehicle and we have this little kind of pang of, of jealousy that comes in, mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, well, I need to get a new boat because my neighbor just got a new truck. And, you know, it happens in our everyday life. And so when you magnify the amount of money, everything else is magnified as well. Yeah. And so I think the moral of the story today really is that without the proper plan, without the proper mindset, without um, approaching these things in a very specific way, whether it's your monthly budget or to windfall and inheritance, whatever, you, you have to have a plan. You have to have boundaries. You have to know that it's a time to slow down not a time to speed up. And just because you can doesn't mean you should. I think that's kind of the moral of the story today. Mm -hmm. I love it. And something that can be applied in so many areas of our life too. Absolutely. Those are some mm -hmm. basic life skills uh, that uh, relationships and <laughs> job opportunities, all that stuff, right? Like have mm -hmm. boundaries and do your research. And just because you can, doesn't mean you should can apply to all that. <laughs> right. Right. All right. Well, listeners, if you're ready to take your financial growth to the next level, it's time to schedule that free discovery call with Sarah or myself today. If you're coming into a windfall or an inheritance and you need to plan for that, schedule it. During your personal session, we'll discuss your specific financial goals. We'll gain clarity on your challenges and explore how working with a financial coach can accelerate your progress. Don't miss out on these valuable opportunities. Book your free discovery call now and create the new money habits needed to achieve financial freedom. And that's the goal. Even of the lotto winner, right? They, what they really desire is financial freedom, but you have to have a plan to to accomplish that. Great conversation as always, Sarah, and we'll continue it again next time. Thank you for listening to the New Money Habits podcast brought to you by New Money Habits and Keeping Up with the Joneses Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes. Join our growing group of like-minded people on Facebook and follow us on your favorite platform. Music provided by Summer School.